0: what am i willing to do to go get it i push things aside just to go get it i know my role and i play my position you talking too much please learn how to listen i never give up i'm not quitting I'm welcome consistent. back to the y network where we interview every job occupation a through z from the trash man to the ceo and ask them Why and how they started their profession so that you could find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Chris Younger now. A veteran in computer science with more than 30 years of experience leading successful startups, Chris Younger is the director of education at Zip Code Wilmington. Now, Chris's technical expertise is centered around network computing of all kinds, which aids in structuring curriculum around Java, types, JavaScript, coding language. Now, he's got a lot to share with us today. So, Chris, shall I proceed?
1: Yes, indeed.
0: Let's go, Chris. How are you feeling today? I'm
1: feeling fine, Koja.
0: Thank you. That is good. That is good. So, Chris, I'm just going to go ahead and dive right into what everybody wants to know. Why did you become such a coding expert?
1: Ah, Well, very early on in my young life when I was still a boy, I was always fascinated by computers. And I know this doesn't happen to many people in their lives where they know what they want to do for the rest of their lives. But early on, as soon as I started to be able to play with personal computers back in the 1980s, yes, Kojo, that's not only last century, that's last millennium. (laughs) uh, I uh, just found that playing with computers and, you know, building software for them was just uh, a fantastic thing to do, something I absolutely loved.
0: Very nice, very nice. So, what was the process like for that? Like, what 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 got you from okay, I love doing this to you know actually going out and doing it, getting paid to do it?
1: Well, so the, I was a very uh, uh, clueless, I think is the right word, uh, <laughs> high schooler, um, and I had no. I mean, we had stuff like you know physics and chemistry and English and whatever in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, when I was getting ready to go to college, something that was uh, kind of expected in my family, it, 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 I had no idea what it is I really wanted to do. And and one day I went into the college uh, counselor's office at my high school, and I saw a a course catalog from uh, Purdue University, which is in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I flip was flipping through it, waiting for my uh, appointment to start, and I came across this entire section. Of computer science and I was like what I can study computers in college and wow. that and and literally I had no idea that that was even possible I just assumed that you know it was something like physicists used or mathematics you know or engineers or space people you know whatever yeah. but uh, by God I was like so I can learn to do and, and then I never looked back I, I, I it was the only thing I ever wanted to study in school Uh, in college. And when I came out of it, I went off to technology companies uh, to be able to use my software skills. I mean, it was, uh, uh, and like I said, I've never looked back.
0: (laughs) Very, very, very nice. I really love that story right there. Now, what I'm going to do is dig a little bit deeper. So what do you think were some childhood hobbies and habits that matriculated into who you became today?
1: Mm, Um. Well, I was always kind of nerdy. I always read a lot of books. I still do. I'm a semi professional reader i it, it, science and technology the technology especially was fairly limited um when I was a kid, so you ended up doing sort of the same old things of you know magnifying glasses in pond water and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. um and it was all kind of interesting. but i I would say that it was um I was very interested from a very young age about the space program, which started in the 1960s and, you know, obviously went all the way till today with the mm-hmm. International Space Station. And I was always fascinated, you know, as a little kid, some people want to be fire uh, firefighters. I wanted to be an astronaut. And mm-hmm. I knew that to uh, to be able to do that, you had to work with computers. So it was like really mm-hmm. straightforward. My interest in space and the space race and, and um, all of that space exploration was something that kind of kick-started uh the general notion of um of computers and then you know i'm a fairly tall person so i quickly realized that i was too tall to be an astronaut at least those days and um i just settled for a second place of working with computers which uh is terrific very <laughs> nice <laughs> very have, nice i've never have never missed it you know never missed the atmosphere the uh, uh, the as- astronautics at all so Very nice,
0: very nice, very nice. I love that story right there. Now, what is an average day like for you, Chris?
1: Well, so Zip Code Wilmington, if I can just take a split second here, Zip Code Wilmington is an adult learning kind of environment. It's boot camp. It's a nonprofit boot camp here in Wilmington, Delaware, and a lot of people go. Why would you Wilmington, Delaware? Well, you know, other than it's currently the president elects. Uh, hometown. It is. Um, it's not the kind of place that you'd expect something like a Java boot camp to emerge from. But what we've done is we started with our clients, which are big corporate customers, uh, big financial firms, uh, the kind of people that have you know tens of thousands of 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 technologists worldwide. And we take folks who don't necessarily get the opportunity to learn to do coding. And we take them through a 12-week boot camp and get them to the point where they are entry-level Java coders. And this is um, a fairly audacious thing to do, Kojo. Honestly, um, mm-hmm. boot camps are, you know, very popular, and lots of people are trying to make money on education. I am very comfortable on the nonprofit side of things after having <laughs> been in uh, startups my whole life, and so I tend to think that. This is a great way for me with lots of interest in all kinds of difference of technology and software to be able to work with people and, and give them the opportunities that you know are so important. Um, this can be a life-changing thing for someone. Uh, somebody who goes through zip code has an uh, a average income coming into the boot camp of about $30,000 and they go out in the mid-70s. Mm-hmm. So it's life changing in so many ways. I mean, you you end up with students who say, OK, so zip code's going to help me get out of my girlfriend, uh, grandmother's basement where I'm currently mm-hmm. living. You know? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a real job and we're going to or we're going to get you a real job and we're going to um, teach you what you need to know. And um, you're going to start paying taxes like the rest of us. Won't that be cool? <laughs> and yeah. you'd be surprised as to how, you know, it's very empowering for people. We have, a, we have a saying, my, um, one of my colleagues here at Zipcode says, um, talent is evenly distributed across the population, but opportunity is not. And so mm. Zipcote really tries very hard to, um, to, to balance that out, to, to make it more possible for all sorts of folks to be able to learn how to do this. And it's working well. We've had, in the five years we've been doing it, we've had more than 400 people go through the program.
0: Very, very, very Nice. Now, that that answered – I think that answered a, a good part of my next question, which was uh, what do you enjoy the most? However, let's just go ahead and backpedal again sure, and say sure. what, what is, what's an average day like because I don't think we touched on that.
1: No, I didn't, did I? So uh, average day, especially when we have cohorts in session like we do right now um, – there are lectures uh, by instructors for cohorts. Now in the COVID times, we're doing this over Zoom and Discord and Slack. In non-COVID times, we we're doing it in a classroom that was in downtown Wilmington. And it's still there. We'll be go back there as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a sort of a you know nine to five be in the room kind of experience, even if it's virtual. And you have uh, lectures, you have labs, you have outside speakers, you have in the evenings, you have alumni coming back and doing augment and adjunct lecturing on various topics as we go through the curriculum. Um, and it's all about getting hands on the keyboard for the students. So me and the instructors at ZipCode, we spend a great deal of time encouraging and talking through and coaching um, these nascent coders as they learn, you know, what does it mean to actually sit and do this kind of work? How do we do it? How do we plan for it? How do we create it? And so, I have uh, this team of instructors that are just tremendous people. They are all experienced software developers themselves, mm-hmm. and they come because they also want to give back, like like I am. And 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 we have a great deal of fun. Um, Kind of going over it, uh, you know, twelve weeks at a time. From we don't know anything at all to um, everybody has gotten across the finish line together in a, you know, in a very cohort kind of way. Mm-hmm. So it's um for me it's a lot of interacting with students. It's a lot of doing research on labs. It's a lot of uh, working with students on solutions and problems that they're facing, whether they're code related or personal. Because it really does change a lot. You know, I mean it's. Especially in these COVID times, these folks are, it's tough because they are isolated in their, you know, workspaces and they don't necessarily have the same kind of experience that we had before March 13th, where we had them all in a big room and they were there often until, you know, late at night and from early in the morning and mm-hmm. they're all kind of in the same stew. Uh, but it's a lot of fun dealing with students and um, walking them through, you know, discovering the kinds of techniques and skills and capabilities that I've always enjoyed applying to software problems.
0: Very, very, very nice. Now, you answered what I enjoy, What do you enjoy the most. So, of course, the back end of that question is, what do you enjoy the least about what you do?
1: Sometimes we have students who think they can coast through this. Mm. And, and I get really frustrated with people <laughs> like that. I mean, I, I, I understand you could be super smart, but mm-hmm. it, you know, you've seen in my background. I worked for Steve Jobs for a while, and I, I've come. Ac- I, I came across the opinion that brains is no excuse for bad manners, and it's certainly no mm-hmm. excuse for. It's certainly no excuse for not working hard. And yep. so, when I come across students who are coasting, I, I, it's not good for them or for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of, uh, and every once in a while, you have to dismiss a student from the course because. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not showing up and they're not working with their other, with the rest of the cohort and they're coasting and they just think they're too smart for, you know, it's like, OK, yeah. you can learn this someplace else. And so I don't like having to deal with that kind of attitude. And I certainly don't like dismissing them because that's a rough thing to do to somebody. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, its I
0: understand. I understand. anyway. <laughs> all right chris so this this question right here is my absolute favorite question, and that is, do you think that grades mattered in school for the success that
1: you have in your career today? I know that it's not true. I know that it's not true i I had terrible i for some things, I had terrible grades mm-hmm. um, because I had the attitude that' is sort of like i I don't understand why I have to do this homework this is stupid and, so, and <laughs> and it drove my it drove my girlfriend at the time absolutely nuts because she's like, you know, one of these was one of these folks that always wanted to get the A and just did it because it's what you're supposed to do and I was like, yeah, this is stupid. I don't want. To. Um so <laughs> I um I did not, you know, I had grades at passing grades and stuff. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't um I I always like to say I'm a B student and and I'm okay with that because I was really fascinated by the stuff that I really loved to do. I got absolutely absorbed by uh, the other things that I had to do for, you know, for college or whatever uh, that were important. I don't know to the school or to the curriculum. I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I, wasn't, I agree. You know, and so, so I really do, uh, actually. Resonate with students or prospective students who come to zip code and say, I don't want to spend all this money on things I'm not interested and in, don't care about, like mm-hmm. english and 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 i don't know French and uh, sociology and psychology mm-hmm. so, and I just want to focus on computers and software, and I'm like, then you should be here at zip code because that's what we try to do and you know we've seen that happen, haven't we, coach o, in in the yeah. world where more and more specialization Means it's less and less generalized education. Now, generalized education is very important. You got to figure out what it is you like to do, and you know you got to whittle it down. But at some point, specialization is just fine. Um, yes. And so, I know that my grades mattered to my first hire. But after that first hire, in the first job I got out of school, uh, nobody ever asked about my transcripts ever again. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know if that's the qu- if that's the answer. You're no, no, at. that answers the,
0: <laughs> that that perfectly answered the question, Chris. Honestly, because I, I, again, I agree with everything you're saying. I was just like you. Again, I had I I, I wouldn't even bring my homework home. My yeah. homework would stay at school. Like my <laughs> they, my parents would used to get mad at me because they used to uh we, we, they used to come to the parent teacher conferences and uh you know. Right all my homework used to be in my locker where, right. where, uh, <laughs> that, that I said that I was turning in or I right. didn't have, you know, right. so I, I completely agree with you. So, uh, Chris, this next question, I'm going to break it down for you a little bit. Now, what's your, I, I'm just going to break it down because this word gets tossed around willy nilly. So what do you, what is your impact? What do you feel that your impact is? And when I say impact, I mean, what's your devotion? What are you devoted to?
1: Well, professionally, I'm sure I, I, I assume it's what you mean. I mean, personally i'm very devoted to my family and always have been yeah. i i i've got a couple of kids i'm very proud of and a and a grandson that i'm proud of as well but, very nice congratulations uh, thank you thank you uh i would say what am i i so uh,
0: I think you know you know what Chris? you touched on it a little bit when you said um when when you answered my question to what do you enjoy the most, so why don't we just go ahead and rehash on that i mean you were you were talking passionately about you know uh the the involvement you have with your students and uh seeing them uh, well, you know grow go go from zero to to hero, so why don't we talk about that a little bit
1: so so yeah i I would go so far as to say over the course of my career, if you look at the stuff that I've done. I've always been passionate about technology evangelism. So I was always a big fan of Guy Kawasaki, for instance, who you probably know of as a as a startup guy. He was one of the early people at Apple who did a lot with desktop publishing and getting the Mac to become a, a desktop publishing kind of, you know, mm-hmm. machine that you did with all these amazing things that nobody, you know, they, they always yeah, had to exactly.
0: use. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean.
1: Right, and Guy was somebody who always was in the evangelism side of things, and I was in the evangelism side for lots of companies and through startup companies, and I'm still in the evangelism business. I'm just evangelizing to individual students now as opposed to... Like when I was at Netscape I'd evangelize the internet to people like Citibank <laughs> mm. and you know and Ford Motor Company and it was a lot of fun but now I'm evangelizing things like Python to data engineers or Java and JavaScript to full stack engineers or mm. full stack engineer wannabes and I really enjoy explaining and talking about technology and how it can impact and solve people's problems. That's always been what I love to do. And so that's why I'm not really a developer per se, right? I'm not somebody who spent a lot of my career uh, working on a product and creating something incredible with just a single product. I've always kind of been somebody who likes to take a lots of things and make you comfortable with them. And, and so, you know, that's a great, it, with that background working at places like zip code here it, it's it's a natural fit yeah. because i just end up every 12 weeks or so i get a chance to describe to somebody else why sql and relational databases are so cool i get to describe why you know object-oriented programming and all of the stuff wrapped around that is so cool or functional programming or lisp yeah. or all the things that nobody ever wants to talk about anymore but they impact our world in ways that it's kind of important to know. So you end up with that kind of I just I love to talk about tech. I always have. Yeah. And and these students, you know, they quickly realize that there's an awful lot to know and there's always more to learn. So yeah. it's yeah. a great it's a great environment and a great career choice technology is for somebody who loves to continually learn like I do.
0: Very, very, very nice. Chris, I love that answer right there. And you have been answering these questions perfectly all interview long, but we are winding down to that last one. And it is, if there's one, just one piece of advice, Chris, that you give to somebody out there listening right now, who wants to be in the position that you are in today, what would that be?
1: All right, coaches. so this is where you said you're going to be editing, right? (laughs) Um. Let me think about this for a second if I got to boil it down to one thing. Great question, Kojo. I I would say if there is one thing if if you want to if you want to get into either side of this equation that I've been describing, the instruction side mm-hmm. or the actual learning the code and doing the code, mm-hmm. I would say that it's the same thing that I ask every potential zip code student, is why do you want to do this? And I want to hear some passion. I want to hear, I think building software is going to be so cool. I think the ability to create things with my mind and my fingers on a keyboard through software is just what I want to learn how to do, right? Mm-hmm. And and instruction is usually then the desire like I have to help people get to that point where mm-hmm. they go, I can't wait to do this for the rest of my life. right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I, you know, it, it's, are you curious? Are, mm-hmm. are you coachable? Are you fascinated by solving problems? Do you like to solve puzzles? Do you like to see the answer to a mm-hmm. puzzle? If you can mm-hmm. say yes to those things, then I think you're going to be a hell of a good developer. Very I think nice. you're going to be a good software engineer.
0: Very so. nice. I agree. I agree. Cool. I agree 100 percent. So, Chris, again, you have been given excellent, excellent, excellent advice all interview long. I mean, that that last piece of advice alone, I mean, please, because I know so many people who go into uh, the computer, the computer business because people say that the the computer business is a fast and easy way to, to uh, boost your income or, you know, sure. b- get yourself in a better position. But you, sure. you got to understand that in order to. It, it, you won't even get through the learning process if you aren't passionate about it. If you aren't, if you don't have an end goal that includes coding or computers or software or something, mm-hmm. or you know, you you just like the the actual art of the well, coding and computing.
1: I mean, I know I know this because when we talk to when we talk to people who hire entry level coders, mm-hmm. the number one thing they want to hear about is projects you've done that you were fascinated by. Mm-hmm. Right. They want to hear you talk about I built this blogging engine and it was the coolest blogging. It may have been like every other blogging engine anybody's ever built. But if you can sit there and explain to me why it was so cool and what you enjoyed about it, I can see that passion. And then I know you're a member of my technical tribe. Yeah. Right. And it really is about becoming a member of a tribe. And I think that's a great way to go at it. You see the passion in somebody, you see their desire to solve problems, you see their desire to solve problems with software, and you go, this person can do it. Let's 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 work together,
0: you know. Very nice. And again, that's uh, for the people everybody out there listening right now who is on the, you know, on the side of uh the of walking into the interview and getting interviewed in order to get the job. You don't ever want to walk into a job and just say that, "Now nah, I'm really just doing this, you know, for the money With or money. I'm doing this put on my resume or I'm doing it cuz I got right. good grades and and if this is what you do when you get good grades, you're supposed to get a good job." No, mm-hmm. that is not what they want to hear. What they want to hear is every company Company is just a a, a business. It's literally just a group of people working towards one goal. That's literally the the footprint of every business, every government, every every organization, every group. A group of people. The the business that you're 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 applying to go for right now is just looking right. to to add value to their staff in order to achieve the goal that they're uh, trying to achieve. So if you are passionate about their goal as well, if you're just in it for you know the the money or the whatever the the fame, the the um whatever. It, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're just in it for that for the shallow reasons, right. you will not you not only will you not get the job, but you won't like it. You won't enjoy it. I right. would just recommend just going for something that you actually enjoy and, and forgetting about the pressures from outside or the money that you might want to make. Just go for something else that you that you actually love doing. Because you're exactly. it's not like you're gonna not you're not gonna enjoy it. Your employer is not going to enjoy it. And it that's it's just a lose lose situation. So Chris, yep. I love that answer.
1: Well, and it, it comes back to this, isn't it? You decide what you want to do with your life and the money will follow. I, I believe that's true. I think that uh, for many of us it's in working with software and working with computers and enabling, you know, the modern era that live that we live with. Exactly um on our yeah, smartphones and i tablets and everything else. I mean, they're all terrific. But it comes down to we want to change the world for the better so exactly. you can you, you know you, you, you can't change the world but sometimes you can make a little dent in the universe exactly. and why not try
0: <laughs> exactly and we, we we're, we're all on the, we're all in this world to co-create that's we're right we're all in this world like we all every human being works together in order to co-create this world i mean yeah. everybody has a role everybody has a talent everybody has exactly. a little bit of power in them you see your power is your talent Everybody has that little bit of power. Them. It depends on you what you're gonna do with your power, whether you're gonna use it in order to make you and others happy, or you're just make everybody miserable. And a lot of people are just making everybody miserable with their <laughs> little bit of talent and power that they uh, like. Again, with you, as you said, with their uh, attitude and you know having bad. They they got brains, but that that gives them uh, an excuse to have bad manners or or bad something you know or not wanted to learn. Take your take your powers, take your your skills, your talents, and co-create with us. Right. Use your use your powers for the good of the world. Make the world a bit a little bit better of a place before you leave it. That's but, what you, we want.
1: but you know today, Kojo, you might not want to talk to any of my students. I'm gonna ruin their weekend with a really hard weekend project. So oh, they're no. not gonna be happy with me. But you know it's for their own good, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I am not co signing that uh, student <laughs> of Chris. I am not co-signing that. That is Chris saying. Now, Chris, again, you have been given excellent, excellent, excellent advice all interview long. And if there's just any, like a, a website, a book, or a social media, something that I could leave in the link in the description below so
1: that my audience can reach yours, what would that be? Maybe just the zip code Wilmington website would be fine. They get through there. Because, um, I, I, again, I want them to be inspired to, like, learn to code and uh, change the world with it. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see.
0: Perfect, perfect, perfect. And again, folks, please click the link in the description below to check out what Chris is doing. So folks, as you know, there are three types of work, a job, a career, and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you are truly, truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Chris help you find it here today, folks. That is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. I'm willing to go the distance. I feel like I'm up on the mountain like I'm pitching. I'm fighting the morph.